0: All right. Well, I've got some stuff I want to share with you, something on my heart, and um, we'll just see where it goes. But um, something that the Lord ministered to me about, and I believe that it will minister to some of you, uh, is these two words, let go, in reference to people you're holding on to from your past. Because it's hindering your future. Because God has some new connections, some new relationships that he has for you, but you're going to need to let go of some people that are holding you back. And you're trying to drag people into your future that don't belong there. I'm giving you a word right now. This is not for everybody, but it's for somebody. Some people that are here, some people watching online, some people in Indianapolis. Listen, um, there there have been times in my life, it's not about not, not, not loving the people anymore, but you can love them from afar. There have been levels that God wanted to take me to And they were higher level, but I had to let go of people that were on that previous level. Some of those folks. And the reason why you want to hang on to them is because you like them. But uh, God's plan for you is most important. And what he has for you, he's got people on this next level that's going to help you. Now, you can be quiet if you want, but just go ahead and receive that. Thank you, Lord. Another thing I've been reminding you about Psalm 91. Um, If you've been following following me online, you will know that we had an incident at our home this week. And um, actually, (laughs) for some reason, my son was recording Uh, When we had a storm Monday night, he was recording all of the excitement or the storm that was happening outside. It was quite a show. Any any of y'all remember that? You here in Fort Wayne. So um, Al happened to be recording, and when it was just big pop, it was like a big bang, and when it, it hit, Carla went to her knees. I was in the basement. She was upstairs. She said she went to her knees. And um, it was weird. I was watching television, and it was about maybe nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. And the funny thing, I told Carla, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. And early for me is before midnight. I, I was going to go to bed early. And God has a sense of humor. Uh, praise the Lord. But this, it's not that the Lord was... Uh, was involved in it, but the Lord knew it was going to happen. And so when that big pop, uh I, I could show you that that um, I should post it. I'll post it so you can see it. But um it was just six seconds. It was actually the 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 lightning that hit the home was quicker than that. The video was six seconds long and then there was a pop. And that's when um Stuff started happening, we started seeing haze in the house, and uh some little it's not real wasn't real real smoky, but you could you could kind of see it. it was on every level it was upstairs in the basement uh, but we didn't know where it came from. Boy, I got a powerful testimony I want to share with you if y'all haven't heard it, man. This is powerful, and as you know, I've been encouraging you for A long time to claim Psalm 91 over your life. Praise God. No weapon. Isaiah formed against you shall prosper. And you dwell, Psalm 91, in the secret place. Say, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. No evil. Will befall me. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 103 says, he, de- he redeemed your life from destruction. I love it. You shall not be afraid. Psalm 91 5, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night. <laughs> Woo, man, we're not afraid. Thank God for a good wife. We needed to call somebody. And um, I was just going to kind of, I didn't know what to do. But uh, I thought everything was cool. We looked around to see if there, there's no fire, so we're we cool. But then uh, Carla looked up some stuff online and found out if you're having these kind of things happening, give us a little light in the house. Um, if you If these kind of things are happening, you should evacuate. Call 911. So she did that. I said, yeah, go ahead and do it then. And then uh, about that time, I started, my eyes started to get irritated. You, you, you could tell it was just something, something that was getting in my eyes. Um, in case I forget to leave this out, the next day, the gas man came because we smelled gas. And once again, I didn't smell nothing. Carla said, I smell gas. So we called the NIPSCO man. The NIPSCO came out, and they wondered why the the fire department didn't call them the day before. It's important to pray, and pray in the spirit, because you never know what you're praying about. You could be praying for your uncle in Tennessee, your grandma in Alabama, or your pastor, Obey those promptings, and for those, those of you that, that, that don't, don't believe in speaking in tongues, I'm going to tell you a powerful testimony, man. There's great advantages. God gives us this prayer language so we can pray for the unknown. That's one of the advantages. We can pray for things that we don't even know about because you can only pray so much in your natural understanding. Some people think tongues is just gibberish, and they make fun of it and laugh at it. No, no, no. This is powerful. It's a heavenly language. It, 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 is, it is a gift from God. I'm like Paul. Paul said, I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you are. <laughs> Amen. So, we'll get to that in a moment. So, the Nipsco guy, as we speak, I mean, our gas is off. Thank God it's not the winter, and we don't have a gas water heater. It's electric, so they could turn the gas off. When the guy came, he wondered what, why the, the fire department didn't call him. He said, the, "Now the night before, we didn't spend the night. Thank God for some good neighbors. Shout out to our, our wonderful neighbors, the because They allowed us to stay with them, and it, it was it was cool. In fact, um, because when the fire, well, let me let me finish the gas man. The gas guy said he he turned off the gas and he said the meters were going crazy." And he said, because we, when we called, when Carla called NIPSCO, they said uh, evacuate immediately and we'll be right out. So when he came, he told us uh, he came in there with his device and went out and checked the meter, said the meters was off the chain and uh, there was obviously some kind of leak because a lightning strike can cause a leak or, or um, like some, the, the pipes get punctured. So there was some kind of slow leak. So he turned it off, so then everything was cooled, and the gas smell subsided, and we could stay there that night. OK, but back to the night before, when Carla called 911, I thought they were going to send out one fire truck. Man, it looked like Christmas in August. When they came out there, there were seven fire trucks. Funny thing. I was riding my bike earlier that day. I have a picture to prove it. I'm taking a a selfie. I take selfies, uh, pictures on my bike ride because I can add it to my app. I'm taking a selfie right in front of one of the fire stations because I stopped there to use the restroom. And I'm taking a selfie in front of the fire station. And that's one of the fire stations that sent trucks, sent a truck to the house later on that night. Um, Now, here's something else. When you have peace, sometimes you can take for granted the peace that we have, this peace that that passes all understanding. When Carla called 911, they're used to people freaking out when they call about stuff. Carla said, yeah, we we have got something going on. Lightning hit our house. He said, is it your house or the neighbor's house? Now, I believe what was happening, she, she's trying to figure out, well, she's too calm for it to be at her house. But when they came in, all of these fire trucks, man, they, man, they take over. I got a, a, a new, new appreciation for firefighters, man. They came out and they took over. They're they serious. These are not people that don't like their job. Firemen, they love what they do. Amen. They get a rush from that kind of stuff, man. They came in there with hoses in the house. They, when they stepped in the garage, they said, oh, we can smell it. Something happened. And they were there for about an hour. Neighbors start coming out of the house, standing out there. Man, we got our popcorn. You are just watching the show. <laughs> we didn't get popcorn back. I mean, it was kind of cool. I'd never seen anything like that. I'd never seen that many trucks. They took over the street. There were neighbors that couldn't even get down the street because they had the whole thing blocked off, man. Now if there's if there's a fire, they're gonna find it. Okay, because they're looking everywhere. They went in the crawl spaces. They went, they wanted to know where everything was. Where's the attic? Is there any more crawl spaces? Amen. Word of advice if firemen come to your house, have them put the little footies over their boots. They were checking the outside, they were because it, it was wet and raining. The storm had passed, but it's still raining, and they're checking the bushes. They're checking everywhere for fire. And they're tracking mud. There's still clunks of mud all through the house. Amen. They wouldn't put the footies on. I don't know what's wrong with them. But um, thank God for his goodness. It is no question in my mind that the devil was trying to take us out and cause destruction because that's what he does. The thief, don't, don't ever blame God. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. After, make a long story even longer, after everything all settled, and we're at the neighbor's house, children. I get a text, and I'm going to read it to you. And shout out to Ashley. Thank God for people that follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I thought it was two-something. Actually, it was one-something in the morning, one sixteen, because I had posted something on social media. And uh, Ashley Barnett, who attends uh, Indianapolis, You may be there today. Senior Facebook with fire trucks. For about a week, I have been praying about God's protection from fires. I have never had this come across my prayer list before, so I was a bit concerned, but I just kept praying God's protection according to his promise. Kept praying God's protecting according to his promise. I was praying in the spirit about it today, too. That day it happened. She's praying in the spirit. But she didn't know what she was praying for. Remember, praying in the spirit allows you to pray for the unknown. She's praying for her pastor. Didn't even know it. And first lady, because Carla said, well, why didn't he be praying for me, too? Yes, she's praying for Carla, too. Amen. I'm just so excited today. i got, I got so many testimonies. I just, I, I, doesn't God amaze you? See, you 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 can't make this up. You can say, well, I don't believe in tongues. Well, you, you're too late. Paul said, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you are. I thank God Ashley was praying in tongues. I, I thank God she had been praying all week. She said that never come across her in, in, in her prayer time before. Isn't that something? Now, the only thing that got damaged that we know of is the uh, cable modem and the wireless router, which I'd rather the lightning took out the food than my internet. But be that as it may, we were all safe. Took me two days to get that internet up, and I I lost a couple of days of work just fooling with that stuff, trying to get everything back around. Had to buy a new cable modem. Had to buy a new wireless router. But I upgraded. Amen. Got upgraded. Called Comcast. Man, don't get me started if you work with Comcast. God bless you. I I don't got to be careful here. I know Jimmy works for Comcast. Oh, he's not in here so I can talk. Lord Jesus. I know he's here, but he he slipped out so I can talk about Comcast. Man. If you have Comcast, if you have just a word of advice to you or phone service, call them every three months. And ask them what do you have new, because if they got something that, that'll save you money, they are not calling, going to call you. Man, I called them, asked them to upgrade my service. Last time I did it, I don't know if they're just pulling my leg or what. They told me to buy a uh, well, you can up get you can get a lower rate if you buy a phone uh, 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 a bundle. I already have, you know, I, I got satellite. And uh, they wanted to, I said, I don't uh, bundle with television. I don't need television. They said, well, you can save if you get it. I said, okay. So it lowered, it makes no sense. Got a bundle, lowered the rate, and I go down there and get a box. That box has been sitting there for a year. I never took it out of the bag. Because I didn't want it. So then I call them because I had to get, my new router connected, and I just happened to ask them about, um, you can have any upgrade, because I'm always wanting some more speed. I do a lot of uploading and stuff. I need upload speed. Most people aren't concerned about that. They're concerned about download speed. I need upload speed. So I call them, I need some more speed. Go, well, we got a better package. It ended up, say, half of the bill with, with better, faster speed Man, I'm flying now, man. And and half the bill. He said, "But you got to discontinue the phone, the 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 uh, television service." I never wanted a television service to begin with, so you got to bring that back a little charge. We had to search the attic. That's another story. I had it in the attic. It's still in the bag. And I'm uh, like, where is it? And I couldn't find it anywhere. Next morning, I prayed. And in my devotional, I, I, I read something about just asking the Lord's help. So Lord, help me find that thing. And then I sent Carla up in the attic to look for it. <laughs> and she found it straight away. Found it. I mean, I'm pulling, I'm pulling Christmas trees and all oh, golf clubs, bags of clubs and everything. Couldn't find it nowhere, man. Sweat is hot up there in August. Sometimes, y'all, let me just encourage y'all, sometimes y'all think I'm rambling, and I am. But uh, just last week, Linda got something in me going off course that helped her with a situation, see. Okay, we're going to get to these prophets. Y'all just hang on. But I have a word, thank God, that y'all came, any, any, any entrepreneurs here. If you're in Indianapolis, I'm going to find a way if I have to drive there myself. And I'm willing to do it. If you're an entrepreneur, I, want you, I, got, a, I got a word for you. You either have a business, want to start a business, ministry too. Maybe you, maybe you want to publish a book. Maybe you have an idea for anything. You got a, I've got a word for entrepreneurs. Off books, offline. Right after, don't y'all watch me online? Don't call me. You got time to get here. (laughs) If you want, I mean, if you want a word, man, see, see, if your pastor has a word for you, man, you know, go grab it, go get it, man. I got, I got a really good work the Lord gave me for entrepreneur. You know what? I, talking about I lost two days of work, remember that? This morning, I slept four hours, three to four hours this morning. And some projects I was working on between last night and this morning, I could not go back to sleep. I woke up like at 2.30, and I think I laid down for maybe 45 minutes, got back up, and from from about 3:30, 4 o'clock to like right around seven, the Lord started giving me stuff that normally would take me hours. Projects I was working on, He just give it to me. I couldn't. I just wrote it down. Just came up out of my spirit. Just projects. Boom, 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 boom. From last night, I started in the shower. I got. I got anything. It might get stuff come to you in the shower. So I got new, I got two notepads pasting up in the shower. <laughs> you understand? Amen. Man, I love me some shower now. You know, now I found out they got this thing that you can put all your devices in. It's that's like, that's too much. But they got all your devices in, and it it the 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 you put it in the the phone and the iPad in the back end, and it in the front stay dry. And people and you can uh, go to town online. Use your iPad, your phone in the shower, man. See, I don't need that. I'd never come out the shower. <laughs> Amen. Entrepreneur. So, uh, okay. Now, man, I don't know how far we're going to get today. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Ephesians four. Let's just get right. Let's just get right to it. Ephesians 4.11. Remember, we were talking about ministry gifts. Now, the reason why I'm sharing this with you, really, the, the, the main reason I'm teaching on these gifts is because I want to cover you and protect you, because there's a lot. Now, let me just give you this disclaimer. I am all for the ministry gifts. I'm reading them right here, and he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some, what else? Evangelists and some pastors and teachers, I believe in the fivefold ministry gifts, but some people take these ministry gifts beyond the scripture. And so I want you to be covered when you see these people, and some of these folks that give you they say they got a word for you, or whatever. Well, Pastor, you just said you got a word for entrepreneurs. yeah, I know it so uh however, See, that's why, that's why what I said, I believe in ministry gifts, and I believe in prophecy. I believe in word of wisdom, word of knowledge. I believe in all of the gifts of the Spirit. I taught on those things. But where I draw the line is when people try to rule over other people because they claim they have this gift, and you've got to take this word because I know the Lord gave it to me, and you've got to take it or you're disobedient to the Lord. See, that's foolishness. I'm going to, to explain to you the difference between, there is a difference between the office of the prophet in the Old Testament and in the New, and in the New Testament, okay? First, we're going to, do, we're going to save the, apostle, the, the prophet uh, until later, we won't get to him today. But, um, and everybody that prophesies is not a prophet. So just because you have a word for someone and it was accurate, it was on point, that's not the time to go out and get business cards made and put profit in front of your name. Okay, just, just, just pump the brakes. These gifts of the Spirit, they operate through us. Through us. They don't belong to you. And um, if if the Lord calls you, you will know it. You won't have to guess. If somebody comes up to me and said, Pastor, I, I think I'm called. You're not. I go on back home and Why do you say that? You're not going to wonder. If you have a call, the Lord's going to make it crystal clear. You're his sheep and you know his voice. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I mentioned this last week. There is a, a, a calling. I didn't finish it. There's a calling and then there is a separation. I believe this with all my heart, that there's a calling to the ministry and there's a, there's a separation. But what a lot of ministers don't want to do when they're called, they get excited and they go run with the call, but they've never went through the, this middle part, which is the preparation. There's a lot of preparation that enables me to do what I do and stand up here and teach. See, um, Paul said, and the Lord counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. See, some people, many people have been called, but few have been chosen. Few have been separated because they don't want to go through the preparation. Everybody say calling, preparation, preparation, and Separation. Pastors are in the body of Christ. Amen? And it's very important that you're in the right church. There's a strange story. Anybody ever heard of Coach K? He's the winningest coach in college basketball. You know, I had the opportunity to sit down with him when he was recruiting uh, Caleb Swanigan. I was just riding along Caleb and Roosevelt's coattail, but I happened to be in the room. And, man, I, th- I do a lot of talking, boy. But when you're there, I wasn't there to talk. I wasn't there to be a pastor. I was there to listen. Coach Gay, he'd been on the cuss sometime, and he I was sitting right behind the bench. He told me after after the game, he said, I, he said, I hope I didn't scare you too much, did I? Because you were in my line of sight. <laughs> I said, no, you're good, man. So he told a story when he was recruiting Caleb. We were in a room. We got um, assistant coach met us in the airport and uh, picked us up. I thought we were going to. It's late at night. I thought we were going to go home. And I'm talking about the Duke coach, uh, Mike Krzyzewski. And so I, th- I thought we were going to go to our room, go on to sleep. I know that Caleb had a big schedule that next morning, and so a lot of things I can tell you. But let me just skip to the part I want you to see. Well, we got to the hotel. They told you just, just leave your bag. We checked in real quick. Said just leave your bags right there, and they took care of them. And we go into this restaurant, this five-star hotel. We going into the re- nobody there. The restaurant's closed except this room in the back it was reserved. This Coach K sitting down there with a getting ready to do a PowerPoint presentation. 10:30 at, at night. Man, we we eating hamburgers and stuff like order what you want, man. And so we sitting there, man. And one of the stories he told, he said he said make sure. He said my mama told me long time ago. This is a recruiting story. Sounds weird. Um, got a notification. Make sure that I read my devotional. I've got to it yet. I'm preaching right now. So. He said, my mom, my mom. now he's recruiting now. Everybody say he's recruiting. And he tells a strange story. I took notes. I did a debrief on a couple of stories. He told the Michael Jordan story, and I wrote that down. That's another story for another day. But he said, my mama told me, son, make sure you're on the right bus. He grew up in Chicago. He said, mama, I know. I'm going to get on this bus, and I'm going to get off here going to school, and there's a few buses he had to get on. I know how to get on the right bus. She said, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Make sure in life you get on the right bus. He's talking about being with the right people. What he's trying to do is tell them to go to Duke. <laughs> there's a lot of people recruiting here. You. you know pastors will recruit you. I know it because the members come back and tell me. Pastors do some strange stuff. I won't even I won't even go into it. I know some of the stuff they do. And uh, but people will come up and tell me and you know about some of the games. And that's cool. My my you know, I just I I just walk in love. Amen. I receive the love the Father has for me. I'm secure in who I am so I don't get in the middle of none of that stuff. That's between them and the Lord. Amen. But turn to somebody and say, make sure you're on the right bus. Now, if you're here, I hope you're on the right bus. I hope this is the, the right bus for you. I hope this is the right church for you. The, oh, calm down your enthusiasm right now. Thank you Jesus. It's important to be with the right church and church attendance is important. I said church attendance is important. I know some time people, you know, well, uh, I'm under grace. I don't have to go to church. Well, I don't I didn't have to brush my teeth this morning. It's just a good idea. <laughs> Amen. Going to church is just, it's just, it's a good idea. Thank you, Lord. Taking a shower. It's a good idea. I remember we mentioned, uh, Tracy mentioned Canaan. I remember uh, Canaan, uh, Tracy, and Kitty had to go out of town one time, and Canaan, I think, was in high school, whatever. And uh, I know he remembers this. Uh, so he stayed over our house. And I was a little concerned because that boy wouldn't take, he hadn't put a drop of water on him for three days. I was like, well, wait a minute. And I didn't want to, you know, overstep my bounds. But I I need to be responsible. I'm responsible. I, I, I said, son, you, you, you know, you, you know, you should bathe. You're going to school every day, whatever. Man, that boy went in there shower. And he stayed in there forever. I've never seen, boy to to this day, take a shower that long, man. He was making up. I see why he don't take it every every three days, man. He said, I don't know. Well, thank you, Jesus. So why did I even tell that story? Make sure you're on the right bus. I wanted to, Seth and Cain, I wanted their kids to get, take that shower for a long time. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Let's talk about the apostle. Let's, we're going to read a whole bunch of scripture <clears throat> in a minute here. <laughs> Amen. Paul, Paul, let's go Romans 1.1. The apostle. Now, these these are not ranks, like I told you last week. Now, one is not more important than the other. And I talked about that last week. Sometimes people, because they think they can lord it over you because there's an apostle in front of their name. Listen, don't don't let anybody intimidate you by the business card. A business card does not make you a minister. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called, say called. You're going to see a common theme here. Called to be an apostle. You don't call yourself to the ministry gifts. He was separated to the gospel of God. 1 Corinthians 1 1. Paul called, say what? Here it is again. Called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the through what? The will of God. He didn't call himself. And Sosthenes, our brother, Galatians 1 1. Paul, an apostle. These notes are there. You got them in your app. Okay. Paul, an apostle. Look at this. Not from who? Not from men. Nor through man. And you can tell when something's not from man because they don't have an anointing for an apostle. See, everybody has an anointing, but they're just fishing. And just well, I think uh, the Lord's showing me to do this. I think the Lord's telling me to do this. Let me see. No, man you 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 have a you have a see an apostle. What is an apostle? It's uh, a, a an apostle is a sent one, a sent one, and who sends them? God. See, and we'll, we'll get into more about what the apostle is. Later, okay, from the scripture. Ephesians 1 1. Okay, well, no, we didn't finish this. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but, but through who? Jesus Christ. And God the Father who raised him from the dead. Ephesians 1 1. Paul, an apostle of who? Jesus Christ. Not an apostle of the Baptist church. Not an apostle of the Lutheran. Not an apostle of the Pentecostal. Not apostles or charismatic, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Colossians 1 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. 1 Timothy 1 1, Paul, an, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ our hope. 1 Timothy 2 7, for which I was appointed a preacher. And an apostle, I'm speaking the truth in Christ, not lying. Let's see, he had the evidence to back it up. Second Timothy one one. He said, I ain't lying. Second Timothy one one, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Second Timothy one one, to which I was appointed a preacher. You don't call yourself to the ministry. I said it a thousand times. I'm going to say it a thousand times more. I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For I speak, Romans eleven thirteen. For I speak to you, Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. See, Paul was, was sent specifically to the gentiles. As an apostle, sometimes God has an, a specific assignment for you. And he had a specific assignment of Paul to to minister to the gentiles and he was faithful to that. 2nd Timothy, excuse me, 2nd Corinthians 12:12. 12, 12. Now, here's What will accompany the office of an apostle? Truly, the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you. Obviously, there must be signs of an apostle. Let's let the word tell you what it was. Not people talking and prophesying you out of town. Truly, the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance. In signs and wonders and mighty deeds. That's what you're going to look, want to look for in, a, in an apostle. Not somebody that's got the garb on. What kind of power are you packing? Because he or she have got signs and wonders and mighty deeds. 1 Peter one one Peter also was an apostle Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ. Second Peter one one Simon Peter a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the that's the apostle. He has signs, and wonders, and mighty deeds, and he perseveres. Nothing stops an apostle. In the face of all opposition, look at all the opposition that Paul faced. He said, I face death daily. Some people misinterpret that to say, I die daily. No, he wasn't talking about, yeah, we got to die daily. That's not what he was talking about. He said, I face death daily. We don't die daily as believers. We're already dead. (laughs) We died in Christ. Amen? Amen when he was crucified you were crucified thank you lord for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God amen um we're going to skip the the let, let's let's hit the evangelist real quick and then I'm going to let you go the evangelist has um there are things that accompany the evangelist as well. See, what you see. the proof of the pudding, someone says, is in the eating. You will know them by their fruit. So I'm giving you what, what accompanies these offices so you can know them when you see them, and it will separate the true from the false, the fake from the real. So we're going to talk about, we'll double back and come to the prophet next week. Apostle, prophet, let's look at the evangelist. Okay, Philip was a New Testament evangelist. Let's let the Bible define what an evangelist is. And we'll see in Acts 21.8 <clears throat> that Philip was an evangelist. And it says, on the next day, we who were of Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered into entered the house of Philip, the what? evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him. Okay, so Philip was an evangelist. Look at Acts 8, verse 5. Then Philip went down. Philip was who? He was an evangelist. He went down to the city of Samaria. See, every ministry gift doesn't do everything. They they specialize. See, now now Peter who was an apostle, along with John, in the same chapter, if you go on reading, uh, these people that Philip had gotten saved, they went, now Philip wasn't concerned about them being filled with the Spirit or receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter and John came later when the apostles, apostles who were in Jerusalem, heard I'm fast forwarding a little bit and we're going to come back to this. They heard what we're about to read. They they heard apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John, who, when they came down, prayed for them that they may receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. Well, why why didn't why didn't Philip pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit? Well, that wasn't his job. He stayed and did his assignment, and Phil, uh, and Peter and John came and did their assignment. So, in verse 5, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached. This is our message right here. Preach who? Christ. That is the message. That was the message that Paul preached. He preached Christ. He said, I determined not to know Anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Philip preached Christ to them, and uh, um, the, the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the what? Miracles, which he did. See, a New Testament evangelist has miracles. Not just talk. He doesn't just, he he gets people, he has an anointing to get people saved, but he also has signs and wonders, miracles. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. See, there's healings that takes place in his ministry. They cast out demons. <laughs> and after Philip was done with them, there's great joy in the city. Hallelujah. Let's close with 1 Peter 1.10. That's the office of the evangelist. And we covered a lot of ground. But uh, I want to read this one. this one last verse here. Just introduce the office of the prophet, and then we'll pick it up next time. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. Now, these are Old Testament prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. Who? Hallelujah. Okay. Put that scripture up. I want you to see it. Y'all following along in your app? Y'all ain't got no more? Y'all ain't got no more in the app? Well, you know how to look in your Bible, don't you, on your app? Go ahead and get it, look at it, you know, amen. Marquis did know how to do it. Anybody should be able to do it. 1 Peter 1.10, the prophets in the Old Testament prophesied about the gospel of grace. Just want to throw that in.